<laughs> saying that to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I get you. All right, yeah, yeah. No, not Sylvester Stallone. John Travolta. You no, fucked no. me up. Yeah, it's because you sound like Sylvester Stallone. This is the most meta batshit triangle yeah. of, of confusion. We ran into musicals way too soon. We should pay attention to Grease characters more, <laughs> and this wouldn't happen. All right, so do we want to hit the panic button and start again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, it's Elliot, it's tremendous. All three of them together, it's your Thursday, it's your Friday, it's whenever it it's whenever you please, frankly. But what we're doing right now is Otis James. That's what you got through your eardrums like caramel. That's what happened just then. We got a little bit, let it rock a little bit. Give me a little bit of just a light Otis James, formerly Lonely OT. Lonely OT was that his old name? That's right. And then he went to Otis James, his first and middle. But okay. we got Otis James, talented Sydney artist, luckily a friend of the podcast, and decided that he wanted to share. You can find him on Spotify at Otis James. Very, very talented. Very, very friendly. Very much love. Tom, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm actually, uh, I've, we've, we've turned this Friday afternoon into sacred space, and I couldn't be um, happier about it. We've just shaken off the cobwebs after a very poor first five-minute attempt at podcasting, as we often do. Yeah, we couldn't start afresh. We couldn't just put that out on the airwaves. We were like, <laughs> "That's." I'm so glad that Tom ripped the uh, ripped the cord. I was like, "Okay, so this is how it's going to start," and then he was like, oh, "Let's rip the cord," and here we are. It's, it's always the best because one of us will go, "Should we do it again?" And it's it's such a relief when the other because the worst thing would be the other person would go, "I thought that was dynamite." <laughs> like, nope. But uh, yeah, no. So we're uh, we're starting fresh, feeling good, feeling loose. That's right. I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling like it's Friday. I haven't done any of my chores for the weekend, and I don't care about any of them. <laughs> what chores have you got to do? Who knows, Tom? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> what have you been doing this week? What's going on? Uh, my girlfriend got a new job this week. and uh, Congrats, is, BD. Yeah, she's killing it, and is now earning substantially more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I reckon, if you so I came from a really traditional family, right? Like, Dad made all the money and the decisions, and Mum made the beds and that was sort of how it worked and, and they were proud of it and they were like 100 like very very traditional Look what we built <laughs> and uh i always thought like as a kid like that that'll be you know i'll be the breadwinner i'll be the earner and now i'm like could be a kept man i'm into this i'm very much into this. you're trying to figure out if you can be a stay-at-home dad have you ever thought about that <laughs> oh for sure yeah 100 i think i'd be a great stay-at-home <laughs> you think you would yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome it'd be better it'd be beneficial for me but like yeah no they do, like, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, you guys, just a quick recommendation, Easy. It's just called Easy. It's fucking oh, I've seen that. I haven't watched it, though. <sighs> Dude, it's a tremendous... Some of the most amazing, like, uh, dialogue from non-known actors that you've ever heard kind of thing. Mm. Epic. But one of the first sort of... Um, one of the first sort of discussions in the episode is all these people at a party that are looking at the... That are discussing the results of a study that say that women become less attracted to men once they start earning more than them. Really? And w and men were like, and some of the guys like stay at home. Dad was like, that's fucking ridiculous. My wife loves me, and she was like, of course, that's fine. I love this guy, and you know, and other people. And then the episode began, the first episode, uh, and every episode after that took place from like the splintering um, conversation of that of them all going home in different cabs and being like, well, what did you think about that conversation? And mm -hmm. then how that ripples in their lives and so forth. Great fucking show, easy. But I love that discussion of like, how secure can you be, and are you? Um, 
in not being the breadwinner. You know what I mean? Can you put your can you put your shit to that? I think for comedians it might almost be easier because we're almost like we reside ourselves to being like. Oh, it's going to be a little bit. You've got to stop burping on the mic. I've I turn the mic. The, I turn the mic. It's still very much. Show me the feedback. Through. Show me I the will, feedback. I will show. Yeah, you the well, show me, and I'll <laughs> shit on it. Okay. <laughs> I'll burp at it. Speaking of shitting on no, things, no, no, what, yeah. tell us about our, uh, our our drink recommendations oh, today. Oh, true. Good. So, the, so, so you've started. You've ta- you've taken hold of the tremendous social media. Yes. You've started asking for drink recommendations of a Friday for us to enjoy mm-hmm. our knockoff drinks. And uh, last week we had a bit of soju. That's right. We had a bit of soju, and this week we got a lot of pink gin recommendation. Uh, we actually got one pink drink recommendation and two times breezer recommendation. I don't know if that was a joke or some guys just uh, just being were those, comfortable with themselves. Were those my themselves. mates saying breezers or were those your mates? Two of my mates. Yeah, okay. My mates are big on that too. Like the ironic breezers that aren't actually that ironic. Douchebags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy actually went like, he goes, it's down like a dream. Uh, but for real, it's really good, like kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, tonight, today, uh, we're going we're to be uh, thank you to uh, Tommy for bringing the drinks. We've got some young Henry's Newtowner. Serve the people. Australian pale or you know, um, I'm glad that young Henry's are serving the people because Yulies are not serving us. I'm I'm unserved and I'm a person. Yeah. The last time I checked, I was a him he. I was a person. <laughs> and I like beer. What what is what else do we have to say? And we have a platform. We have a platform. We want to be telling people how smooth and delicious the Yulies brews are. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't, I couldn't say that for now. I want to be right a now. proud Australian Yulies drinker and you won't let me. I'm only mild. <laughs> I'm a mild Yulies drinker. That's all I'm doing right now. One day, I, I've told you this, my dream is we get our own little Yulies cartoons. That's oh. my, uh, You did tell me that, and I was like, we should get our own, like, our own Yulies on a beer, and you were like, our own Yulies cartoons on a beer. Yeah, for sure. That would be awful. That'd be fucking, um, that would be, uh, you, that's so, that's going to blow my mind. Let's get on to the next segment before okay. that blows my mind all too right. much. Let me, let me, I, I want to, I got a pretty exciting voicemail this week that I wanted to share with you. Um, let me just get this onto the pod. One new message, new voice messages received today at two nineteen p.m. Tommy Shitsu, going on, buddy? Tommy Ballpark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like Tommy Shitsu. That's pretty good. Tommy <laughs> Shit. Um, should we do an episode? Do you want to do an episode where we do? Um, Maybe like twice a year, or like I don't know, whatever. Do you want to do an episode on a different drug each time? We can do an episode like the the acid episode. We can do the cocaine episode, the Molly episode. It's it's really just excuse to do drugs, <laughs> and then record it. Let me know. <laughs> I had no, no idea you were bringing this on the podcast. Today. I don't need to return <laughs> that call. <laughs> Sultry bit of Otis James <laughs> through there. He can't help himself. <laughs> he busts through. He just needs to see an angle. So let's talk about that idea for a second. <laughs> so hearing funny. it back, <laughs> hearing what I heard. What are your first thoughts? First of all, I think you're lucky to have me as a friend. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Secondly, I, I mean, if the brews are in to go by, though, I'm gonna have to supply the drugs. That <laughs> seems to be. You don't invite somebody to a drug party without without, without the drugs. <laughs> That's so funny. You're like, come over, we'll do cocaine and record the podcast. Right? But you're like. So where's the cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew a guy. Okay, I, look, I think the main interest for me is that um, that you, first of all, I didn't know you were bringing that on the podcast. <laughs> Had no idea <laughs> that you were bringing that on the podcast. And then, um, but the 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 thing that I think I, that that uh, tickles my fancy 
about this one is watching you on drugs. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because you're like, Tom doesn't do very many drugs. So this right. would be a good way to introduce him. Yeah. Uh, by live streaming his response to being on those drugs to we all of his it. friends and family <laughs> <laughs> and future work endeavours. Well, that would be the best way. Wouldn't that be the best way for them to know that nothing went wrong and you're responsible in taking, in taking the drugs? You're with some, some, love, some loved ones? I love your optimism. I don't think that's how... It will go down. What about for like Patreon episodes? <laughs> Look, I was thinking about it. If I'm making enough money from doing this to not have to have another job, 100% I will happily do. Patreon episode or no, at this stage, not that I plan on leaving my job anytime soon, but I'd like to have the option. Fuck. Audience, if you guys want uh, Tom... I will I will trip sit with you. I will sit here while you take lots of drugs. Oh, I mean, is that... I, I often do. Okay, you know, yeah, so. well, you have no idea what's in my stream by Friday. Um, no, but like, all right, well, we could do that, but I take my drugs pretty well, so you might just be sitting here with uh, a it's more going to be a regular Elliot. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he's more boring, actually. <laughs> like, can you do less cocaine for this episode? You're too... <laughs> you're under you've, you've been very introverted on this cocaine for some reason. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just thinking about how much I can't afford this cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, I sold our podcast equipment to fund this episode. <laughs> You're all in. I like your attitude. <laughs> we'll do it from an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love to see you on drugs. I think that's my main interest. I, audience, if you would like to see Tommy Wits on acid, just write, uh, you know what, actually? We got the SIM card. Oh, we do have a SIM card. We got. We have officially the Tremendous Hotline. The Tremendous Hotline. It's a real thing. We got to come up with a theme song. Hotline. There we go. It's done. We've got a we've got a theme song. We don't have to do anything now. Can you clip that and actually make that for every week? I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's kind of audio wizardry I'm dealing with. That's awesome. I got to find the number though because I thought we had talented friends. Yeah, friends, not us. Uh, I sent you. I sent you the screenshot of like the uh, the number, didn't I? Was it, is that right? Screenshot? Uh, no, you did not. Oh, I'm sure. As good a pot as this is, we'll put it out on the Instagram. We will put it out on the Instagram. It'll be part of the uh, the we can, You know what? Should we put it in the bio? Is that too much exposure to any old? No, I'm happy to put it out to any old. Like done. Yeah, cool. All right, watch it out in the bio. We'll put it in the stories and stuff. The tremendous hotline. I have to record a voicemail for all of that. But yeah, watch that bio. Hand it, hear it. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, so we're, we're going to jump into, we're going to jump into a story. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, so I think well, this is going to be a running thing, a running, uh, theme or segment or both. <laughs> a running segment. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lisp growing up. Did you know that? I used to, really? yeah, 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 I used to see a speech therapist. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is complete news to me. And you know. Because you're such, you are such a great orator. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. No, I had a lazy tongue, apparently. Very lazy tongue. Oh, man. You Jamie Oliver fuck. <laughs> Jamie, Oliver, <laughs> Jamie Oliver. Fat tongue fuck. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to do a running segment, which is... Schoolyard triumphs and schoolyard disasters. And What are we doing this week, Elliot? Are we going to do triumphs or are we going to do disasters? I think it's going to maybe be a mix of both. Okay. I think that every story I was thinking about this is going to be a mix of both. And maybe we don't have a theme song at the moment. Maybe you're listening to it later when we've dropped in the theme song post-production. But what we will do is add a theme song. And what I thought about this with this um, this segment is that there's going to be a lot of... I think I think a lot of the disaster is built by believing that there's going to be triumph on the other side of the fence and then it's a Rottweiler. 
Okay. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm thinking about my, my story. That fits into that. Fits okay. Into that. Okay. So our next segment is going to be, and uh, I think I will, we'll, we might even do it with, if we decide to have a guest or something like that, where we can do it over the hotline. Drop in your triumphs. Drop oh, yeah, in your disasters. If you've got any schoolyard triumphs or disasters, we want to hear them. If you can speak legibly enough into a phone and your uh, microphone isn't damaged enough for us to, to hear it, we may pay it. On, we may play it on the podcast. If if you can speak better than that sentence from Elliot, then well, you uh, and that's a low bar because you can't speak legibly. Well, if if you guys can speak legibly, <laughs> no, 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 then drop it in. I would love that. Check out the bio, like we said before. But um, okay, okay. Look, what should do? You, do you want to start with yours, or should I start with mine? I would like you to start with yours. Okay, mine's less of a story, but it's more about to your point about. Well, I think. So much of a schoolyard disaster is actually more about your interpretation of it or as much about your interpretation of it as uh, what actually happens, right? So when I was at school, when you were in, I think I think all the way through actually, you had to attend on Saturday one of the first teams playing in winter. So you had to go to either watch this first 15 rugby play or the first 11 soccer oh, play. Oh, not even playing. You just had to watch. You had to go watch. You had to go and support. If they were playing home games, if they were playing home games, you had to go watch. Some like like it's like a Harry Potter sort of It audience, is, isn't like it? Like where they're sitting there with scarf report. Like, like it, they didn't want to be there. Hunt. Well, no, everyone, like a lot of people, well, some people wanted to be there. A lot of people, wanted, like you saw a lot of guys who were like, man, I could be practicing the clarinet right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, here I am watching this barbaric sport. Anyway. Um, yeah, so you had to go and you got your name marked off and everything. So big crowds at football games, like they were always big. And I remember when I was, I reckon like year eight or something. So I would have been about 13 years old. I was sitting in the front row of this game and it was the first, I think we were there for the seconds. I was with a bunch of my mates and we were like having a contest to see who could touch the ball. Like if the ball was going to get kicked out near us, like who could get their hands on the ball to give it to the players or whatever. Right. And, uh, I think we were doing that through the seconds and in the firsts. Um, a guy kicks for touch, goes to kick it out. I run out to catch it, trying to beat my mates to catch <laughs> on it. On the full? On the full. And in doing so, one of the players running to catch the ball and give a quick line out trips over me, like falls over me. Oh. And all of the crowd laugh. Like the whole crowd, especially the opposition team, because oh. we're like kind of in the halfway with that. And they all laugh. And I just copped so much shit for the rest of the day. <laughs> and I had a teacher come up to me and be like, well, was it you that ran onto the field? And I was like, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I said, no, 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 it's, it's fine. And he tried to explain to me like why it was a problem, which was he's trying to do a quick line out. He couldn't have done the quick line out because you were there. That's yeah. why it's the issue. I'm like, no, the issue is I have a nickname for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I couldn't give a fuck about the result of the game. Did you see what happened to me out there? Um, but that was the thing. It's like, he it was like, I was getting to that. I remember <laughs> I have, I have three. What do you think? Which of these nicknames would you like? You thought that ramble was long, <laughs> <laughs> but fuck. I, um, I remember I so saw, I'm literally like 14 years old. I'm already thinking this is how deluded you are when you're this age. At least I was, I'm like, they're going to bring it up in the year 12 leaver speech. They're going to bring <laughs> like, this is going to be one of the things like everyone's going to remember. This you was think a day. This is a disaster. And I remember like, like years ago on Monday, I walked over the, um, like there was a bridge over the train station where our, um, where the train near our, our school was. And I was walking over that bridge and this guy who was like, 
a year older than me, which makes him 15. But at the time, you know, when you're like 14, 15, mm-hmm. seems like 30. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck, this guy's, this, he got, this guy's the real deal. They've this is an they've, adult. They've seen, this, they've seen the world. <laughs> yeah, he's been around the block. And he like stood in front of me that I couldn't get over the bridge. And he's like, you're the guy who ran onto the field on the weekend. I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. And it was just, I was like, well, this is my life from now on. Everyone's going to know <laughs> everywhere I go. That was, it was, oh, I remember for like. Is that the closest you ever got to a rugby game playing? I played with the D's. I love that. Oh, this is the. I love the pitch comes up. <laughs> I, I played. I played. <laughs> this is the fucking group of. I can't use the word I want to use. You're not allowed to use it anymore. But the group of drop certain kicks, types of drop, drop kicks that I played with in the fucking 14 D's uh, rugby. The one rugby brawl I was ever a part of. Uh, and I wasn't even part of it. Like, the one rugby ball that happened during a game that happened, one of our props leg kicked the other prop. <laughs> <laughs> like, in real rugby games, people have thrown overhand rights. My guy, like, threw a front leg kick to the inside thigh. And the look on the other guy's face, of like, what the fuck just happened? Like... <laughs> Everyone went back to the locker room. <laughs> they were like, this could get bad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I fucking, uh, I love the idea of you uh, ruining your reputation at 14 years old. That is sort of like the theme though. Like a lot of things happen in your early years. And because I think you've only been around in the world for a little bit, the, your whole time sort of seems like, well, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. This is what I am. And this is the worst thing that will ever happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, like, do you remember... Um, <coughs> I don't know if this is a thing, but when I was at school, every year felt so long. Do you remember? Like, I just remember thinking, like, I have five more years of school. That is an eternity. Like, yeah. I won't even, I don't even know what it's, whereas now years go by like that. Yeah, I know. Like, you know how you, uh, <clears throat> you think of yourself at like 18, you're like, I might die before then. That's what, I, that's how I thought about you 12. Mm. I was like, I might not even be around. <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to make it? Yeah, uh, that's my story. What's your schoolyard disaster? Well, yeah, well, like, I mean, I think that this 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 segment is going to be more about, like, also just the age group rather than being on the schoolyard sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I remember I was a part of this group. It's still around. It's very – I'm actually super proud that I was a part of it. It's really, really cool. It's a, it's a foundation um, run by young people for young people called Reach. It's like a Sydney foundation kind of thing. Uh, and they, they sort of – challenge young people to uh push their push their um their limits of comfortability and sort of like what they're they're um i'm doing a bad job of explaining it it's really really it's people think that it's religious when you're first getting involved they're like is this a religious thing and you're like no but it, it really just challenges people to sort of push their their levels of comfort and sort of grow as people in a comfortable environment kind of thing it's great there's it's it's really really epic but we go on these camps sort of thing we go on like you know workshops and stuff like that but we went on this camp that was sponsored by kfc and gatorade and so there was just um <laughs> there's something about that this is an odd combination it was it's very telling of what gatorade really is do you know what i mean <laughs> what is because gatorade is always like it's for high performance athletes and it's like no it's for fat people eating kfc who <laughs> <laughs> need electrolytes to eat more kfc <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was fucking. I was on this camp sponsored by KFC and uh, and Gatorade. So there was no KFC to be seen, but there was a lot of Gatorade all over. Unlimited Gatorade. You could drink as much Gatorade as you want. And I was there, and I'm be, I've been there for like, you know, like a year or two now. So I, I'm kind of like an like a senior kind of guy, but how, not how even old senior. are you at the time? How old? Good question. I'm, I'm maybe I'm too old. 
to do what you're about to do. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm about 18 years... Mm, no, no, no. I'm about to turn 18, maybe 17. Okay, so you, you're like young adult. Like young adult, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe 17 in March sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, like, I'm like 17 in three months. You know what I mean? Sort of yep. thing. Um, and so I'm here, I'm sort of like a senior there and the first night we're challenged to do something that makes us feel uncomfortable. And for some stupid reason, I sing a song, I sing a song and it actually goes really well. And the what did you, was this the Sinatra? You, I sang a Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. Is that, do you, do you have many stories when you sing a Frank Sinatra song or is this just, no. Yeah, okay, I've heard, because, I've, yeah, that must have stuck with you. Cause I've Imagine heard you if I had, before. like, I was like, which one, the third one? <laughs> <laughs> which album? Which decade? <laughs> which Frank? Yeah, no, no. So <laughs> which I sang Frank? a song. I, there was a, there's, I, was a, I was at a karaoke bar in, like, in Europe somewhere once, and I was with this guy. Uh, there was, like, a bunch of us from our hostel that went, and uh, there was this one guy who was with us who I found super annoying, and he was such a fucking beta male. Like, he was so irritating. And he went to the, um, we were karaoke, and he sang My Way by Frank Sinatra, and my whole thoughts of him just flipped. I was like, wow, that's a man. He had <laughs> such a good singing voice. And then as soon as the song ended, I was like, oh, no, it's this fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, he should have walked backstage and then just left. And been like, that guy is amazing. Just packed his bags <laughs> and gone to the next city. This is what he does. He goes to every city and sings Frank Sinatra songs. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one man. <laughs> that no. man died 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I, I sang this fucking Frank Sinatra song at this camp and there were girls that shouldn't have been talking to me that were talking to me. And there were like, you know, like, uh, it was great. It was like, it was, it was a really successful sort of event, but there was this. Can I ask what did other people do that made them uncomfortable? <sighs> Good question. Maybe they, I couldn't even think I'd see like it stumped people so bad that I was like, let me just fucking, let me give me the mic. Song. Yeah. Give me the mic. I was like, <laughs> let me just fucking whip. Well, let me whip this fucking thing out. And I did it all shaky voiced and stuff like that. It was fucking, it was the worst. And then, uh, but it worked. And I kind of was vulnerable. That was what was valuable in the group. Mm. Vulnerability. So as a kid, I recognized that like, just be vulnerable and uh, you'll be fine. And then I was vulnerable, was awarded for it. And there was this other guy that sort of came in. He was in the group sort of about the same time that I started at Reach. And we excelled at different times. Like I just excelled much quicker than he did. And he kind of got salty about it. Kind of was like kind of uh, shitty about it. Like he was... um. He never really, he was always kind of like, you could always see through how much he didn't like me. And then that night we were all chilling in our uh, rooms, drinking unlimited Gatorade <laughs> and just hanging out. They're like, Elliot, what a great Frank Sinatra rendition. That's so good. <laughs> and then I, I fall asleep and I fucking, uh, I wet the bed. I wet the bed. I wake up in the morning and I have soaked the bed. The room is empty that I'm sleeping in, right? So early in the morning, the room is empty and I am like, holy shit, that's crazy. Man. That's fucking, that's insane. I'm so glad that everyone's out of the room. I'm so glad they've all left. Oh, so, okay. So I can clean up. Yeah. So, so, I, so none of you thinks they've seen and left. Not one drop of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I could clean this up. I clean it up, have a shower, come out like everything is uh, hunky-dory. <laughs> And immediately one of the camp like leaders runs up to me and goes, Elliot, did you wet the bed? Oh no. <laughs> and immediately I denied it. I was like, I didn't wet. I was like, what? I was like, no, I didn't wet the bed. 
And uh, I was like, you wet the bed. <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, no, you didn't wet the bed. Whatever. Cool. Kind of. And I looked around, like I looked, and everyone sort of had the same look on their faces, what this guy did. They all knew somehow that I had wet the bed. And then the guy that was salty, the guy that we'd both, I'm going to say his name, Josh Ward. Josh Ward. Do you want to you keep that one in? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Josh Ward. Fuck you, Josh Ward. You salty bitch. <laughs> You'll always lose to me forever. We used to play gridiron. Always lost to me. <laughs> Fucking. Anyway, Josh Ward, the loser, <laughs> winner in this situation, came running up to me with a winner's grin and was like, uh, oh, bro, you wet the bed. And I was like, what? No, like, that's crazy. Like, I just told Sasha he wet the bed kind of thing. And he was like, no, here's some photos. Took photos of me. No shit. Wet the, of wetting the bed. Had all the, and it, like the guys in my room in the dorm. This they, is like 10 years ago as well. He would have had to like go to office works, get them developed, bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Samsung. But like he was a razor. Yeah, yeah. But like he, uh, yeah, he, he had these photos kind of thing. Um, and fucking... Uh, the guys in the group in my in my dorm like in my room they had look like they weren't even they didn't even find it funny they just felt bad for me at this point oh that's the worst they just found they just felt felt bad for me at this point and this guy was trying to make it funny for everybody and everybody could see how devastating this was for me Mm. and it was just like and I was like oh boy this is uh this but the thing is I, the night before, I had decided, instead of just wearing normal pajama pants, I decided to wear some, like, tracksuit pants. Like, grey tracksuit pants. Grey tracksuit pants, because it was when the movie She's the Man had just come out, which yeah. with Channing Tatum and, and Amanda Bynes. And uh, there was a scene where he's wearing grey tracksuit pants and looked just, dare I say, tremendous in them. <laughs> and I was like, maybe if I'm wearing grey tracksuit pants, I will look tremendous in them. <laughs> And it didn't. Not in this case. No, no, no. no. I look stained up. <laughs> I got stained up good, and it completely ruined my reputation. Like I completely fucking shattered what everyone believed of me. And like that was all in my head because everything's been fine since then. But that was <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't in your head. You no, pissed no, no. the bed. No, no, no. <laughs> you're right. You're right. No, that was in my head. Everyone. But the thing is, maybe I've just got a, like flexibility to recover back, kind of thing. But in terms of uh, things that you thought were in your head, but actually uh, weren't as bad as what you thought they were going to be, this might be. I can't. Uh, maybe I've gotten further enough. Or, um, it's ten years. <laughs> it's, it's ten, ten years. To the day. <laughs> it's the anniversary. You know what? It hurts just as bad as the day that I told it. That's you know, a lot. <laughs> you, know, you know what you should have done is when you came out, and everyone had that look on their face, looking at you, feeling sorry for you. Just gone. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not brought to you by non-alcoholic beer ever been at a dinner party wondering if it's boring or if it's really just you well now you can be sure that it's them with tremendous non-alcoholic beer and now with a free torso strap stubby holster so now you can keep your beer and your emotional cards close to the chest no one needs to know about your crippling addiction this year with tremendous non-alcoholic beer Tremendous non-alcoholic beer. I don't think I really like my friends when I'm sober. So Elliot, uh, something we've been we've been tracking over the podcast over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we were quiet about it last week. Things things were in motion. I'm now I'm I'm a signed act now. I have management. 
I was excited for you to tell the podcast listeners about this. I was really excited about it. Um, happy, you, you ha- don't, happy for you, you Tom. Sound. What do you mean? This sorry. is my happy voice. Get on with it. <laughs> so, I just really hope this isn't going to be an ongoing point of tension. Like, you're happy for my success, right? Uh, happy, Tom. Look at my face. Hitch yourself to my wagon, Elliot. Look at my look at my face. That's easy. that's a smile. Elliot is smiling, everybody. Smile. Anyway, so I I don't know like. Um, one of the things I've been wondering is I've never had an agent before, and obviously Elliot doesn't have an agent, clearly, uh, but uh, but I but I do now, and uh, I'm wondering what does an agent actually do, right? I'm, not, I'm just not really sure. So I uh, I, I shot my new agent uh, Slater Campbell, the Slater Campbell. That's right. I could be my agent. Could if you might said be. Something. Might it could be. be my agent in the future. Possibly. Stick around, people. If you keep Stick working, around. if you keep working. I'm sure thing, good things will happen to you. I remember being at your stage uh, and, you know, I'm glad I'm not there now, but, you know, you'll get Tom, it. it was like a week ago. And so I, I asked Slater, well, you know, can you explain to me, what does an agent do? Like, well, what can I expect from this? And uh, I've, got, I've got a voicemail from him okay, and I think, yeah. so let me go. Let's just... Uh, let's Call me, Slater. What did he have to say? PM. Tommy Witt. Thomas Wickham. First of all, let me start this conversation off by being honest. I wish I could say that this phone call was going to be about the happiness, benevolence, and success of your career, just like every other phone call has been, just like the heading of every other communique we've had has been. But I would be lying, Tom. I'd be lying. Because upon reading your email this morning in which you asked me what I was going to be doing for you in terms of representation, I was shocked. Dare I say disgusted, Tom. And as I sat down to write you a list of what I do for you, with a mind and body full of disgusted. I said to myself, no Slater, no, you're not gonna write this list. Instead, you're gonna write a list of all the things that you don't do for Thomas Wickham. It's a much shorter list, Tom. In fact, there's only one, there's only one heading. Let me read it to you real quick. Uh, Justify myself to my clients. Oh, wait a minute, I'm doing that. I'm doing that, Tom, what do I, what don't I do for you? What aren't I doing? For you, Thomas Wickham, you tell me. But I do have to tell you this. That message reignited the fire in this old lion. This old lion has just been drifting out in a rocket ship. You know, just out in orbit, swimming around in the galaxies. And now it's time to go back to the jungle, land, and remind the kingdom who's the king. But know this, Tom. A lion does not justify its stripes to its prey. It does not justify its stripes. It just keeps swimming. I'm going to leave it right there. Have you think about that. Also, thank you for the photos of the feet. They came through perfectly. I'm glad you listened and sent a JPEG. Have a lovely day. You had something you want to tell. So I think, I feel like, I don't know. I remember the first one we did of these. We didn't actually re- we didn't actually release it because we just recorded it on an iPhone. But the first one, couple we sp- of them, we spent a lot of time just talking about our dads. <laughs> we did. We spent quite a lot of time talking about our dads. I think we had the discussion of could you beat your dad in a fight. Yep. Uh, I think we both said no. Yeah, no, <laughs> no chance, no chance. <laughs> uh, but you have something you want to share? Tell 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 me about this. That's right. Um, I remember I was telling my friend about something that like my dad used to do. And we used to do it with my dad. And um, my friend was like, uh, I was like, that's normal, right? And, then, and my friend was like, no, no one does that, <laughs> Elliot. No one does that at all. 
And the thing was, uh, whenever my dad, my, my brother was like leaving the house to go to the skate park or something like that, he would kiss my dad's ball. So he'd kiss the palm of his hand and slap him as hard as he could over the top of the head. I, fuck, I swear, I thought you said he would kiss my dad's balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, what? <laughs> Everyone does that, right? No, no, no. Your it dad's bald. So he, so wait, you're, you, oh, Rowie? No, bald, 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 I got bald, that. Bald, sorry. You, Rowie would kiss your dad and then slap him over the top of the head? He would kiss my, he would, my, my brother would kiss his own palm, his own, the, the own palm oh, of his okay. hand. And then slap my dad over the top of his bald head. Mm-hmm. And run out the front door laughing, knowing that my dad couldn't get revenge until he got back that evening. Oh, so your dad was not, he did not find that funny. He was furious. It was like a chimp <laughs> out of control when that would happen. Like kind of mange. Yeah. And so at my house, if my dad was in the kitchen or something like that, lounge room, if it was in the lounge room right next to the front room, my brother could get away. If my dad was in the kitchen as my dad was, as my brother was leaving, there was the hallway that he had to traverse. And then the living room, which led to the front of the house. So in the hallway before the living room, there are two doors that lead into, lead into bedrooms, like cavities, uh, if you will, that you can lean into. And what would happen is my, my brother would, would uh, and I was explaining this to a friend, I was, um, he would kiss the palm of his hand, slap my dad over the back of his, ha- over, over his head as hard as he could, and then run out laughing at what my dad would do. Rather than wait for revenge later in the PM, would grab a kitchen knife <laughs> and then not overarm, but underarm it, like underarm flick it sort of thing. And just try and catch you in the collar, like in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the back or like right in your, uh, what part of you thought this was normal? Well, like no, every no, no. family does this. No, no, no. But just sort of something like this. And like, uh, and the only chance that you had to sort of avoid it was flatten yourself against the wall or run into one of the cavities of the hallway and try and dive guide into it. And then if you missed, then he didn't have time to grab another knife and then you could, and you could just laugh and run out. This is <laughs> crazy. Cause not only is your dad doing it, you and Rowie are knowing your dad's going to throw a knife. Oh yeah, dude! Like, still worth it. It's still <laughs> worth the risk. <laughs> it was totally worth it, dude. It was hilarious. It was worth getting the laugh, and it never. We never bought it up again. It wasn't like, hey man, why'd you throw a knife? It was just like, that's them's the rules. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Did he ever hit one of you? No, he never hit us. Do you think he was trying to miss you? No, because <laughs> he nailed us so many times. <laughs> he nailed us lots, dude, lots. Like sometimes it would go into the door. Like other times it would go into just a, uh, what is that? That back, uh, the, I'm trying to think of the, it's not a clavicle. It's not a latissimus dorsi. It's a fucking. Tra- trap Trapezius? Yeah, like your trapezius. Yeah. Is like, that the word? Well, kind of your traps at the top and no, your rhomboids. Go into your, your rhomboids. rhomboids right in the bottom, <laughs> right in the bottom. Hit you right in the Wait, rhomboids. with a knife. With a knife, kitchen knife. He just under, he, instead of... Oh, okay, wait, sorry, sorry. So I'm thinking butcher's knife. I'm no, thinking like... No, you know, no, using, like so a pointy you, one. So wait, so you mean like a, like one, like a cut, like cutlery, like something you would eat a steak with. It's like something you would eat a steak with. Like yeah, with a, yeah, Not yeah. a butter knife, but a pointy okay, end one. Okay, that's better. In my mind, I'm thinking no, like a big no, butcher's knife. No, 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 no. And see, this is where people like, that's still not good enough because I justify it. I'm like, no, it's just a smaller knife. <laughs> like, but it's just a, it's just a pointy long kitchen knife like a like a michael myers knife sort of thing you know what i mean like one of those ones like it's like a no you've gone backwards now michael's Ma- michael myers knife michael Myers wasn't killing people with like yeah he had knife a... and fork knives no i know but it's like that shape okay oh okay yeah i guess you know but it saying? was still the size of yeah. like when you'd have it at a, a dinner table something you cut a loaf of bread with and so he'd throw it down the hole we're justifying throwing a knife but like he'd throw it <laughs> i feel like you're going all over you know something like just a little one that you'd cut a loaf of bread with i'm so confused no it's it's okay so just to clarify it's um probably the okay. length if i'm oh, the length of a forearm 
Oh, like, fuck, yeah. So From palm to elbow? Yeah, so not... Okay, so I'm back to what I initially thought. Because initially I was like... You mean something you would, like, cut meat with? Yes. Yeah, yes. a butcher's knife. No, but I was thinking, like, a butcher's knife. Like, what do they call that? Like, the a one that... A cleaver. A cleaver. Yeah, no, that's a different thing. Not a cleaver. Not a cleaver. Like, it was just, like, a <laughs> like a, a meat-cutting knife. Kind no, of. fuck. Okay, yeah, because then I went back to, like... You sit down at a table to eat your dinner and you have a knife and fork. Even that knife, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of... No no no, 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 no. this is a proper... Also, you're asking a broke person about their cutlery. It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> it could be... They don't have one... Uh, they don't have doubles of anything in their house. <laughs> it's just like fucking... That's funny. So, but... That sounds so dangerous. Well, what it was the back of their head, you know what I mean? Nothing important. <laughs> back there. The face was clear. Yeah, man, they can still get out of this shithole with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You ever been stabbed? Have I ever been stabbed? No. Yeah. No, have you been stabbed? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you ever been threatened with a knife? I can't have this whole podcast. Every time I think something dangerous has happened to you, to be like, Tom, is that happening? You'd be like, what do you <laughs> think? <laughs> I have to assume Sorry, Tom Whitcomb, nice to meet you. You ever I'm sat on a grenade? <laughs> 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 I got annoyed at you. <laughs> Yeah, no, fuck. Um, You've been threatened with a knife? Of course, yeah. Of course. Oh, no, like, I've been threatened with, like, a knife that, that it will appear, and I've also, like, had someone have a knife that I never thought would actually use it that, that threatened me with it. I guess that's that's a good point, isn't it? It's I like, gained a lot of respect in a, in, in, a, in a moment from this one friend that I have where, where I was just like, what are you going to do? Nothing. That's right. And I just walked away from it. <laughs> like, and the guy was like, that was, um, he was a, it was like a new to the, he was new to Australia. And he was like, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is that? Your dad throw that at you this morning? Well, that's because he was from Portugal and he knew that you would actually get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty. Fun. Yeah, you're right. I guess like no one really. Well, that's not true. Some people want to stab. I was gonna say no one really wants to stab anyone, but no, some people really want to stab people. Some people wake up going, someone's getting. Stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Friday already? Yeah, they've got TGIF. a knife of the week. Thursday <laughs> knife. <laughs> it's like socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they haven't won the. They, it's like they. He looks at it like championships. It's been like ten years since he's gotten a stab. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, all right, so I had a story that I wanted to tell. It's a bit of a long one. Do we have anything else? Anything else about having a dad throw knives at you? Or I've got that... one more shitting story. No, I'm just joking. No, that's enough. We <laughs> got we cut joking. the shitting story out. <laughs> I wanted to see your I mean, face when I said shit again. Because okay, well, you won't have heard this audience because I will have diligently cut it out of the podcast for everyone's <laughs> best interests, including Elliot, really. But <laughs> here's the thing: is like you were like, I got a I got a story about shitting myself. I'm like, tell me. <laughs> the story i shat myself <laughs> oh okay it's got a beginning a middle and end the beginning i hadn't shat myself by the end i had shat myself in the middle i shat <laughs> you're like i don't know why i'm a bad storyteller i don't get it don't these lie. aren't stories are they? <laughs> you're so right as you said that i was like you disaster of a story <laughs> It's like Roald Dahl couldn't turn a children's book out of that, you know? Like George R. R. Martin isn't going to put like, that into give me, He's like, give me some wiggle room. <laughs> All right, All here's, right. Here is my story. It's an actual story. When I was, and jump in whenever you like. When I was, uh, I was backpacking through Europe 
One of the things, so I, I was going to be in Europe for about four months and I had a rail pass to take me all the way through Europe, kind of whenever I wanted to go. And the only, along the way I had certain dates. I was like, okay, I have to be here on this date to go to this thing or see this thing. And I had tickets to see Tame Impala in Verona. Verona being, I believe, where Romeo and Juliet took place in Italy. It's, uh, they were playing in like a, an amphitheater that kind of looked like a little mini coliseum. Yeah. It looked awesome. unbelievable. It looked really, Tame really cool. Impala in... Where did you say it was one? Verona, Verona. in Italy. In like a 2000 seat. Like they were pretty big at the time. It was after their third album. Uh, it was a 2000 seater. It was this ancient Colosseum that had been there for uh, like, I think over a thousand years. And it's where they did plays and, and dramas and musicals and that sort of thing. When I say musicals, I mean operas probably. That was unbelievable. And I, th- I was like, this looks cool. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy two tickets to it. And along the way, I'm sure I'll meet someone in a hostel. I'm like, hey, I've got a spare ticket to this thing. Why don't you come along? Um, so I'm, uh, I'm on this trip and I'm kind of looking at Verona for accommodation. What I realized Verona is like a bed and breakfast kind of place. It's like a romantic destination. There are no hostels. There's nowhere really to stay that is cheap. And I'm like, Oh fuck. All right. What am I going to do? Uh, a few times I've done couch surfing. Have you ever done couch surfing? Have you heard about couch surfing? I know what it is. I've never done it. No. Yeah. So it's basically, it's an online, it's like a, it's, it's like an online portal where people say, Hey, I have a, I have a uh, place to, I have a, free bed i have a free couch whatever you can come and stay with me whenever you want and there's not really any money it's all free sounds Uh, like a great way to meet people that have nothing wrong with them (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah i've done three i've done three couch surfing experiences two of them were great experiences but horrendous people yeah i think (laughs) is the best way to put it no no okay the guy that i'm about to say now not a horrendous person but it was we'll learn we'll have our own you will learn okay story so i go on to i go on to uh onto couch surfing and you can kind of see everyone's profile right and you can see and they go this is how old i am this is what i'm into this is what i do there's some photos you get the reviews from the past couch surfers and stuff and uh, i start off i'm like okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna look for people who have uh, certain music taste. I'm gonna look for people who went to like alternate rock or whatever. Like, hey, I have two tickets to see this Australian band in your city. Would you like to come? Send like Clever. I reckon like twenty to thirty emails to people. Clever. I get nothing back. Like either ignored or sorry, I can't do that weekend. And then I go, okay. Next level down, I'll go for people. Oh no, that was first people my age who have that taste in music. Next was like, I'll go for anyone who has that taste in music. Still nothing. Third level, I will go for anyone who claims to like any music. All right? <laughs> anyone who mentions music in their bio at all, I will say, I have tickets to this band. You, you, I will come to I will. Uh, so you can come with me if I can stay at your house. And I get response from one guy. And his name is Franco. He has about 300 couch surfing recommendations on his profile. Um, and uh, it, it's mostly positive there is one negative review that says it's like a couple of girls who are like um i'm gonna be honest franco made me very uncomfortable he was a he was a bit of an uh, an uncomfortable person to be around um he left us outside in the pouring rain for what well, because we didn't have it he wouldn't give us a key to his apartment um i wouldn't recommend staying with him and uh he then returned back kind franco. of he returned back being like and his English isn't great, but he was kind of like, you know, this is ridiculous. I can't just give my keys out to anyone who asks for them. Uncomfortable, ha! Huh, I can barely believe no one has ever described me that that way. Um, Convincing. Yeah, he was. He was very. And I was like, okay, yeah. It just sounds like you know, it's a it's a bad time. You know, like it was a bad experience for both of them. Statistically, that's and, gonna happen. And it's gonna happen. He's had like three hundred positive reviews. It's all gonna be sweet. So. Um, he, uh, I looked at his profile, and his big thing was he was in the church choir. 
He loved he loved choral music and he was in the church choir. And uh, how disarming! <laughs> he sent me this message and he was like, um, "Yes." I uh, I very much uh, would like to come to concert, uh, and for taking me to concert, I will buy you pizza beforehand. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. This, this sounds great. So I accept his invitation. Uh, I remember the lead up to it. I'm like messaging before, like, still all good, still all good. I rock up at Verona train station. He's going to pick me up from the train station on a bus to go to his house. Um, I get to the bottom of the train station at like the kind of meeting area where everyone meets up. And I'm kind of looking for him and I kind of vaguely knew what he looked like. I knew what his hair was like, but I didn't really pay too much attention to his photos. Um, I uh, eventually see the back of him and I'm like, oh, Franco. And he turns around. Franco has one eye. Franco has one eye. Down the middle? (laughs) (laughs) Franco the Cyclops. No, he's got one eye, an eye patch or something that he's dealt with. Not, not an eye patch. He has one eye permanently closed over, oh. and he has a big like uh, tracheotomy scar underneath his uh, under his throat. So it's not no like one the- of the girls felt uncomfortable. <laughs> it sounded like he was under the stairs the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a hole in his throat, but the hole is closed up, and uh, I see him. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Franco's probably like in his early forties. Um. Anyway, you know, seems like a nice enough guy. He, he welcomes me. He walks me over to the bus. He's like, okay, we get the bus to here and the bus to there and we walk to my house. I'm like, okay, cool, sounds good. And he goes, so I'm thinking tonight uh, we go home, you shower, you get dressed, uh, then we go out, we have dinner, and then we go to the show. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. He's sounds like, like he has an outfit picked up. It's going to be in a coat hanger as you come out. And he's like, do you want the red or the blue? <laughs> and I'm like, the blue. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he puts it on like gently, some pearls around your neck. <laughs> anyway, so it's fucking. So I get on. The, uh, no, so he's like, so we, we, uh, we go to my house. You get dressed. Uh, we go have dinner. And then we go to the show. It sounds great. And he goes, but first, I shall sing for you. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, through which hole? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, I, and I'm like, I'm, okay, he, he said he was into the choir. Maybe he's a good singer. Um, and uh, I'm uh, I'm like, all right. And I'm asking questions about being in the choir and whatever. And he's, and he's kind of awkward, but he's all right. And the, his story is he works at a university library. And doing what? I have no idea. We go back to his house. This is the one detail I love about this. We get off the bus. We get up. We go up the side of the stairs to get the front of his house. And this is my favorite detail of the story is because he's only got one eye and no depth perception. It takes him a good 40 seconds to get the key into the lock. (laughs) 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 And And you're seeing the mistakes. You're like, just the left. (laughs) (laughs) And then, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm like, Guiding his hand into it, like oh, no. he took that as a suggestion kind of thing. It's like, oh, no one's ever done this for me. No, no, I didn't. I was certainly like, not I, those creepy women that I left in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> so I left him to it. He eventually gets the door open. We walk in. Um, I soon realize his room is essentially a studio apartment with a double bed for him at one end and a single bed permanently set up for couch surfers. At the other end. He has no Wi-Fi. He has no photos. Nothing on the walls. No television. No way to call the cops. No, no <laughs> telephone. <laughs> uh, and just a thousand Polaroids on one with the eyes cut out on the wall. No. 
<laughs> and um, okay, so he's like, would you like a glass of water? I'm like, I'd love a glass of water. He hands me a glass of water and he goes, the first song I will sing for you is an Irish folk ballad. Like I barely have my the backpack. First. The first song <laughs> is an Irish folk ballad. And he, he's got a he's got one of those Fuck. old like uh, CD players, like those old kind of like, I don't know if you, in my mind they're like, um, I don't know how to describe them. They almost look like one of the original MacBooks. You know what I mean? They've got like that purple see-through plastic through it. And he puts oh, his, no. he plugs his iPod into the CD player and he plays this thing. And it goes for six minutes. What? It goes for six minutes. There's a lot of humming and a lot of singing in a language that I don't know. And it's terrible. Oh it's bad. He is a bad, he's objectively a bad singer. Has anyone ever asked you to listen to a song and it's been good? <laughs> listen to me sing for you. Like, ugh. anyway, he finishes and he goes, oh, sorry, I... I couldn't quite hear the music. Do you mind if I play it again through my headphones and I just sing? So he sings the second one, oh. like the same song, a cappella. Oh, He's got no. no backing vocals. He sings that one. Then he sings for me three aha songs. None of them are lean on, uh, take, uh, take on me. Yeah. None of them are that. <laughs> three B-sides from aha. And then he gives me four U2 songs. He gives me a 40-minute-long concert of U2 Ahan and Irish folk ballad. Oh, my God. You went, you, we went to a Cyclops concert. <laughs> and he, at no point did he Wait, ever... What, was his, what were his vocals like with the tracheotomy? Was it, oh, no, because like, it was closed over. But it was bad. Like, it wasn't... It, and it wasn't like... Like, even if he had a voice box, it would be shit. <laughs> like, a voice box might be better. At least a voice box would be in the same key. You know, it was just all over the place. And uh, uh, he's he's not even asking me opinions, but he's like, and the next one, and the next one. And one of them, he's like, he's literally got his laptop open on like one of those YouTube karaoke videos. So it's got the, the lyrics coming up for him to sing to of The streets oh, have no name. God. Please tell me you put this in the description of like this, guys. This like Franco made me listen to okay. and do the tracks. I, I, do I, like I, a timestamp as well. So I, uh, so he finishes... And he's like I said, he hasn't asked. He hasn't asked an opinion. He hasn't asked. Can I give you one? He's just done the whole thing and he's done. And I'm like, I I, I jump on the sound and be like, I want to go have a shower. He's like, oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, go go have a shower. I go in the shower, double check the door is locked. I have my shower. I get changed. I come back out. And I should say the whole time that he was singing to me, I was taking like sneaky Snapchats on my phone, uh, trying to like save them to send to people. Oh my god. And uh, I come back out. I would have just done it openly and been like, this is great. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting, I sit on the bed and I'm putting my shoes on and he sits on the chair opposite me and he goes, uh, I hope this doesn't embarrass you. And I'm like, oh shit, he's seen me filming him. Like he, he's going to confront me about this thing. And he goes, but would it be okay if I gave you massage? Oh my God. <laughs> and I said, word for word, I'd really rather you didn't. <laughs> Franco, what did you, what did Franco say to that? He's like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. He just, did he take it like many people had said that before? 
I guess. I guess. I don't know. He just he didn't seem too plus. Anyway, and he's like, all right, I'll give you a tour around Verona. He's walking me through Verona the whole time. He's telling me this church was built in this year and that church was built in that year. And the whole time I'm planning my escape route. They would have been really sore. Could have needed a massage. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how am I going to get out of this? And he's like, oh, you seem like you don't enjoy my tour. I'm like, no, no, no. What's, where's that church from? And uh, Shit, he <laughs> called you out on the... On the disinterest in his oh, Verona world tour. <clears throat> anyway, he takes me. Eventually, we go and we get dinner, and we're sitting at this pizza restaurant, and we're uh, and he orders and he's paying, and he's like, "And, and do you want a drink?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna have a beer. I'm gonna have a beer. Are you gonna have a beer?" He's like, "Oh, um, I, uh, I, I, I guess, yeah, sure." He's like, "Okay, we'll have, we'll have two beers," and they bring the beer out, and I'm like, "All right, the only way I'm enjoying tonight is if I get like substantially drunk." So I drank mine, like I drink relatively quickly. I drank mine relatively quickly. And then by the time I've finished mine, the pizzas come out and he has three quarters of his beer left. And he's seen that I finished. I'm like, I'm going to get another one. And, he, and, and he's like, oh, he grabs his beer and skulls the rest of it. Like no way. drinks the whole thing in like three gulps, very uncomfortably, but also gets it done. Oh my and then orders another one. We finish the pizza he goes to stand up. There's like a, he's only had a quarter of his next beer, and he stands up and he like wobbles and he's like, oh, I'm, "Can you, can you help me up to the register?" He literally put his arm around me so I could walk oh, him like to God, the like, register to like pay. Like he's Baba and you're Forrest Gump, <laughs> and you're walking him out of some minefield. He's like, "What have you done to me? All I'm into is creepiness at my do and my all." <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> so I, I took him up and he paid. We went to the concert. I uh, was sitting down. The concert is seated. I'm sitting next to him. I keep ordering beers. Every beer I open, it's like he's seeing a magic trick. He can barely believe what's happening. <laughs> and he's like, "What? How, how do you? And then after like I've had, after my like fourth one, he's like, oh, do you want a beer? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love a beer. He goes and he buys a beer. He comes back with one beer and two cups. And he splits it between oh us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, fortunately, the concert, like, inadvertently ended up becoming a stand. Like, the Kevin Parker, the lead front man of Tam Pala, was like, if you want to come and dance, come to the front. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the front. You're going to come? And he's like, oh, I'll probably stay. I was like, oh, I'll see ya. I went to the front, kind of avoided him for the rest of the night, come back. We walk back to the, um, we walk back to his place, and he's still, like, stumbling from his two and a half beers, or one and a half beers. And he can't see. And he can't see. He's... A quarter blind. He's three quarters blind. And he's like, oh, you've had the real uh, drunken, you've had the real uh, drunken host experience tonight, haven't you? I was like, yeah, sure. We go back to his place and he goes to sleep and I go to sleep. And I've got like the fan rotating next to me. And uh, he, li- I, I'm just sleeping. And at like four o'clock in the morning, he is like, Tom, Tom. He wakes me up and I look up and he's wearing Y-front undies and a polo shirt leaning over my bed. Oh, my God. And he goes, do you mind if I turn the fan off? I was like, no, dude, go for it. It's fine. He's like, okay, thank you. He turns the fan off. He goes back to bed. No way. That was his final stone at being like, do you like me? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to turn this off? (laughs) Do you want that massage now? Do you want me to turn that off? Do you like me? 
<laughs> Dude, that is the most bad shit shit I've ever heard. Next morning, I wake up and he's giving like these are all like the. I think the peak of the story is. Do were you, you hot massage? at least? Were you overly sweaty? Oh, and he was trying <laughs> to help you out. Maybe you were dripping water onto his level below, no, and he no, was. He, he turned the fan off. So he's like, if he overheats, he's gonna have to take some layers off for sure. Uh, no, he, and then the next morning he's like, do you want breakfast? I'm like, yeah, sure. He opens up, he's got a drawer filled with individually wrapped pastries. He hands me a vacuumed pack croissant and a yogo, like one of those chocolate pudding things with a spoon. And I was going to stay for two nights. There was no fucking way I was staying for two nights. Like, oh no, I booked my train for the wrong day. I have to go immediately. Oh my. Anyway, the only end to this story. God, which he is, gave you like a fucking mother's lunch lunch to <laughs> yeah, it was like recess of, I was yeah having, like, was like recess at a school camp he was, i use he's like <laughs> he's like uh i use the same laminator for your dead body <laughs> <laughs> worst worst italian accent was it italian <laughs> uh so so uh <laughs> i was anyway uh, the, the only end of the story that I quite like is I was telling someone the story recently and I kind of forgot about it. I was like, oh, okay, I'll go check out his couch surfing profile. He now has 13 negative reviews. Everyone is like, the offer of the massage made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that guy killed the real Franco? <laughs> and he's just been like hermiting in that guy's place as a massage enthusiast. <laughs> This podcast is not brought to you by PlayStation 5. The number one gift choice this year for people that didn't spend all of their Centrelink money on drugs. Now with graphics so realistic that you'll forget that you spent $1,000 on this thing. PlayStation 5. I think I'll just get the next generation. So we always end in the same way with the joke of the week. Uh, where one of us tries to make the other one laugh with a with a joke, uh, and if it goes well, it'll be kept in. If it does not go well, it'll be cut out. Cut out. Uh, what you might not remember, Elliot, I'd be interested in the the first time we tried this. Uh, we were both exceedingly drunk, and I think we both tried several jokes, and none of them went well. <laughs> and so I'm hoping this is a joke that I like a lot. Wait, what do you mean? Telling a telling a joke to one guy's face with no audience <laughs> doesn't go. Well. We got two microphones though, so that's you know that's a win. Okay. All right, here we go. This is this is this is my uh, one of my favorite jokes. Um, two rabbis are walking down the street. Do you remember me telling this joke? No. Two rabbis are walking down the street, and uh, they walk past a Catholic church. And outside of the church is a big placard, and it says, "Conversions to Catholicism earn twenty dollars." And one of the rabbis turns to the other rabbi and says, "Let's go do it." And the first rabbi says, no, there's, there is no way I'm going to do that. And the other guy goes, why wouldn't you do it? It's just the money. Like, we'll stay rabbis. He's like, no, there's, I'm not betraying my faith for $20. He goes, well, I'm doing it. So the rabbi walks in. He's in there for a couple of hours. He comes back out. At the, rabbi, the other rabbi is still waiting for him. Uh, and, and the first rabbi comes out. And the second one turns to him and says, so did, are you converted to Catholicism? And he goes, I sure am. I'm a Catholic now. And the other rabbi goes, did you get your $20? And the first guy goes, that's all you people think about, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. Beautiful. Show like the week, it's tremendous. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Beautiful. Well, there you have it, our final tremendous for 2020. Thank you for coming along with us on this journey this year so far. We're only eight episodes in, we've got plenty more to come. Hope you've had a tremendous end of the year. We'll speak to you in 2021. Bye.
pas un temps à la 